everyone finally. Right. We've got a little bit of a technical problem here, but um, I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll manage. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, beekeepers will figure out anything and everything just to get the job done. Yeah, that's the one, mate. You're not wrong there. That's right. So tell me a little about. Uh, so it's a family business. I see a lot of pictures that you have on your Instagram and yep. Facebook. Your wife Sharon and your and your two kids help you guys out a lot. Yeah, that's right. Now we get everyone involved. Um, yeah, so I mean, we get get the kids out there as much as we can. Um, I mean, my eldest, which is Flint, he's um, just just gone four, and my youngest, which is Darcy, he's two. Um, Darcy, not so much. Um, you know, it's a little bit hard to tell him sort of what's going on. We have to be careful, but Flint, we get in there as much as we can, and um, sometimes, if anything, he can be a little bit too keen. He's not a not scared of the bees at all, but he. he Yeah, that's very nice. I mean, when you have the kids help out and the wife's involved, that's that's it just makes it so much nicer environment too, you know. Oh, that's right. You know, and it's um, you know, it, it does make it really enjoyable, and it also it's the, you know, you get that feeling you're not just building something for ourselves here and now. We're building something with the future too, with the kids getting involved, and and you know, everything uh, that aspect of it's quite quite fun, quite rewarding. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit, well, tell me about the weather there right now and what are you guys doing with your bees at this time of year? Yep, okay, well, we, uh, our weather is just, just sort of coming into autumn. Officially, it's still summer, but uh, autumn's sort of coming a little bit earlier in the month, um, this year. Um, so what, what I've, I've extracted, um, pulled, pulled our honey and had that extracted probably maybe two and a half, going on three weeks ago. Okay. And so... In, in the last sort of two and a half, three weeks, I've been going around splitting all of our hives and basically getting them um, ready to winter down. So I've done a lot of splits. Uh, my treatments for Varroa are going in today. Basically, once I've finished uh, working with you guys, that's my main job for today is to go around and treat all the hives. And um, I have one, one or two more sites that I'll, I'll pull in basically over winter. I pull all of my hives back into my home yard or, or within 10, 15 minutes of home. And that, that makes it a lot easier to be able to get around the hives and check on them and, and uh, you know, um, feed them if you have to. Or, mm -hmm. or basically just you, you care and maintenance without having to drive halfway around the country. Right, right. So how, how many hives do you, uh, how many hives do you have? Uh, not that many really. I've, I've got 120. Um, which is on the big scale of things, that's, that's relatively small. Um, I I started with four, uh, probably about ten years ago, and it was a bit of a you know bit of a hobby, bit of an interest, and um, my interest sort of came and went for a little while with with that four, and then um, I really started getting sort of so I had them for two seasons like that with my four, and then I started a job. That uh, allowed me to have a bit of time, so I worked four days on, four days off. Oh, nice. And on my days off, I decided, hey, look, you know, I, I should be doing something on my days off, not just um, sort of sitting around, so to say. So I basically got out and started getting a lot more serious with those four hives. Got my head head in the books and and read a lot, uh, watched a lot of, you know, there's so much information on YouTube and then places mm -hmm. like that to be able to, um, you know, gather information really. Um, and, and then I, yeah, well, started splitting my splitting my numbers. I was splitting my hives, increasing my numbers as my knowledge increased. Um, I 
probably could have quite easily gone out to, to a lot more hives than what I've got now, but I didn't want to increase uh, my numbers faster than my knowledge, if you know what I mean. Right, because yeah. Bees, bees are quite a, as, as I'm sure you understand, bees are quite a, a delicate insect, really. I mean, they're pretty resilient, but at the same time, they, um, you know, they do take quite a lot of care of and, and attention. That uh, if your numbers were, were higher than your knowledge, then that's a bit of a bit of a bad recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've used I've used this last sort of eight or nine years uh, to increase my knowledge, and I also work sort of parallel with a uh, another beekeeper that he's I think he's about maybe five or six hundred hives he's got now, and I do a lot of the queen rearing and um, sort of you know work work alongside him basically for him. And that's been a, another great avenue to be able to share information with him and you know, different ideas and things that we have to be able to, to pass them back with the forts. And um, yeah, and that's that's sort of where, where my beekeeping for me has, has started. Um, it's been, been in the family for a while. To be honest, my, my grandfather was a beekeeper. Um, he... Uh, I never, never actually, unfortunately, got to, to do any beekeeping with Granddad um, mm-hmm. by the time I was of an age to, to get interested in the art about doing things, he had, he had already um, stopped, he had um, eyesight issues. Um, so then, you know, granddad, and then obviously there was a period, you know, we dad obviously done a bit of stuff with him, and that's sort of where the interest started for me, is dad, dad was the one that got me on my original four highs, and yeah, you know, the rest is history from there, really. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you're going about it very strategically. I kind of jumped in, you know, from two to four to like 20 and then to 40. And that's where I, I kind of lack in the education of disease and things like that. So I'm doing some more reading on that. Yeah, Because like you said, anybody can go buy hives and packages and throw them together. But it's, it's, it's all about the caring of them and to what to look for. You know, you know the the beetle hive, the hive beetle, the you know all the different types of diseases. Here we have varroa mites that are very uh, that we have to deal with. Oh, they're devastating as well, aren't they? The varroa is such a, a, a nasty little bug. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. They'll they, they'll wipe out a hive if you don't treat them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's um, that's the yeah. <laughs> That's definitely something that's a part of your learning curve, um, as you know, learning how to deal with those, and, and you know, the, the extra stress that the, the varroa can put on the hive can can bring on an onslaught of other other different diseases and viruses and things as well that that, that can um, you know cause quite a lot of grief for the bees. Right. Yeah. And and, and like you said earlier, is just to educate you know for for new beekeepers to educate yourself as much as possible, you know, book reading and also online. But, you know, you can ask uh, 20 different beekeepers a question, you're going to get 40 different answers. And, it, yeah, it's going to come down to it about making your own gut call. But it certainly helps if you're a new beekeeper to join a club and try and get someone to help you and to guide you. Yep, absolutely. There's, there's, there's no education like having your head in the hive and learning as you go, you know. And then, and then if you supplement and, and add to that, um, you know, experiences that, and, and things that other people have, have had that they can pass on to you via a bee club, be that through YouTube or be that through books. Um, that's, that's absolutely the way to go. Um, you know, but like I said, you know, hands-on experience counts for so much as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got just to get your head on the hive at the end of the day. Right. I, I was looking at one of your videos uh, earlier 
so you have a stand that you put your uh, your boxes on to blow out the bees. Did you hand make that? That was I loved it. <laughs> it's a pretty shoddy job, but yeah, no, I made that. Yeah, but I, I like the purpose of it. When I, you know, I just started blowing bees out uh, last year, and I use a leaf blower, but I just set them on another box, and I'm bending over and blowing it out. It's hard on the back, but yours puts it right on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, blowing bees is, is, uh, is, is a, a good, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I've, I've seen some other clips about other guys who do it, and it's, yeah, not, not really how I, I'd advise it. I mean, the, at the end of the day, the best way to do it is to use a bee escape, which is, uh, you know, which is a, basically it's a hive, uh, hive mat that has a, like a one-way valve on it, basically. Right. And the day or two days before you go and pull your honey, put your bee escape on there. All the bees go down into their brood boxes, which are separated from the um, honey by your, by, by your bee escape. And they go down into the brew box. So basically, when you're ready to come and pull your honey, you just whip your, your honey boxes off, and, and away you go. And all the bees have have migrated out out of those boxes. Um, where I use the blower is when, if I'm going down the line, or, or you know, which might be seven hours away, and I don't have the luxury of being able to be down there for two or three days, that's when you use the blower. Um, and what I try and do when I'm using the blower is do um, I shake as many bees out as I can out of the box. That's also when I'm checking to make sure that all the honey has been capped and is ready to go. Um, I shake as many bees out and then we finish it off with the blower. So actually, to be fair, the majority of the bees have already been removed out of the honey boxes before we blow them. Um, I have, as I said, seen, seen, seen on YouTube some other guys who do things differently, I suppose, and they put a, put a bit more pressure on the bees with how they blow them out. Um, but, yeah, I, that's, that's how we've been doing it, and it works pretty well for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's... Right, some I guys, you know, when I, when I did my first two, two hives, I used a fume board, and those work out pretty good, too. Oh, There's yep. some organic uh, type of uh, 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 chemical, not chemicals, it's a, organic, um, I'm trying to think of the proper term, but you can spray on there and push the bees down, and that works very well, but you have to have a sunny day for that, you know, to heat up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's right. You need a sunny day. I've never used the fume boards, but I've, um, as I said, I've... I think if I saw that correctly, you uh, you use uh, do you use plastic frames? That's right. Yep. Yeah. How is that working for yep. you? Because I've heard pros and cons from that. Oh yeah, there's definitely pros and cons. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, but uh, for me, the plastic has been working really well. Um, I don't feel like the bees have any issues using it. Um, I uh, yeah, I find them quite favourable. They're, they're quite hardy, you know, when you go through and uh, put them through the extractor, they, yep. they hold up, they don't, they don't collapse like the, you know, you wooden ones do. Um, the bees don't generally properize them up as much as your wooden frames. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot less time in setting them up or, or repairing your frames and things, so I don't, I don't really have any of those kind of issues. Um, one of the big downsides are is that when you have... Um, 
plastic foundation and they worked out very well for me. them there for one second excuse us on that brandy just got another call on his his phone there so we're going to try and get him right back again so, sorry about that we're here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it's really really rewarding to be able to direct retail because you get a you know you get basically that direct interaction with people who are buying your honey and oh. that's um you know that's that's really cool oh yeah um so we we've also just started doing a couple of uh different infusions and we've uh just uh, released basically about two, would it be two weeks ago, we released our chili infused honey and a vanilla infused honey. And awesome. that's, um, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, well, we've, we, we always knew it was going to work because it was such a, um, such a great product. Basically. And we know that it's got a, you know, amazing flavors. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going really well. Great feedback. And um, Yes, it's, it's another avenue that we're going to develop more in the future as well. Awesome. Can you, can you, we, this episode, this episode we are dedicating to a lot of homeschoolers out here. Can you tell us a little about and educate me a little bit more? What is infused honey? Okay, infused honey is basically when I take a, uh, whatever it is you're wanting to infuse, whether that be we'll talk about the chili for example is that we uh, mix basically the fresh chili and honey 
and um, we basically, when, when we mix it or the process we put it through, leaves the flavour of the chilli in the honey. And awesome. then once we have got it to the flavour level that we want, we can then strain and remove the chilli out and we get left with a um, flavoured honey, basically, or infused honey, because you have infused the flavour of the chilli into the honey. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically what, what, what... There's a lot more to it than that, but that's... Oh, I bet there is, yeah. That. Was there was there a learning curve to that also? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, we I was probably working on that for maybe a year and a half, nearly two years, so I got it to the point that I was happy to be able to release it. Um, you know, because there's, there's, there's other aspects in that of it as well. It's not just the flavors. You've got to think, be thinking about moisture content. There's, there's all, all sorts of different things that... Um, that have to be taken into consideration before you can actually release it as a saleable product, mm-hmm. um, which is, um, yeah, I mean, that, that took us probably a year and a half in, in development in that one. Um, the idea itself was probably maybe two, uh, you know, maybe over, over a couple of years. So, you know, it was a pretty exciting, basically, once we uh, got to the point that we were happy with it to be able to release it. Um, and, yes, you know, that's, that, that's, as I say, really, you know, quite rewarding and right. on, a, on a personal level. And, um, yeah, it's been uh, really great for business and good for exposure to be able to, um, you know, release some products like that. And the majority of our sales at the moment, we're just doing through social media. Um, We've got a a great group of people that are following us and they're very supportive and they they love our products and keep coming back, which is good. Um, But that's also a bit of an indication, I think, that, you know, what what we're selling is good. we, um, you know, we, we won't compromise on quality on, on, on our honey or how we keep our bees or mm-hmm. what we're infusing with. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're concentrating on, on, you know, quality in, quality out, basically. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's really cool. Right, and I just want to brush on kind of what you said here, and I'll ask you a couple more questions. But you're absolutely right. When you have a customer, a good following base, you know, and, and the talking to them and how much they love your honey, it's, it's, it's very rewarding. And for new beekeepers, you know, you can, you can start beekeeping, enjoy this as a hobby, and it's also selling of your honey is going to pay for your hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, and, and, you know, like for a long time, I, I wasn't selling my honey at all. I was just giving it away to friends or family. And, you know, there's, 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 there's a great reward in that too. And, you know, even, even now I still do quite a lot. There's quite a few people that, that, um, you know, I, I basically look after with my honey, I suppose is one way of saying it. You know, that's, um, yeah, it's really rewarding. I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about getting into it or if you're, it's something that you've been, you know, wanting to do, I, I absolutely say, yeah, you know, jump into it. And, exactly. And, um, there's, there's so, so much, so many different things that with the bees that you can do, whether it be um, just a, as a hobby and, and just an interest, because <laughs> I tell you what, the, the more I learn about them, the less I feel like I know. They are, they are an absolutely amazing insect. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot about grafting and, and um, working with the queens and oh, it's just, just amazing to see what how intelligent they are as, as a colony. Uh, just it just yeah blows you away really. I mean, there's there's you can expect you can you can expect them to do different things, and then mm-hmm. sometimes they'll they'll do something different. And you know you kind of take a take a step back and think, oh wow, you know they've, they've been able to somehow communicate and and work out what's going on here. And, and 
come up with a resolution themselves that just blows you away. That yep. you know, how 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 was it possible to to work that out? You know, they're they're just amazing, really. Right. I mean, like you said exactly. When you get into beekeeping, yeah, you can keep it as a hobby. I mean, I started it as a hobby. You started it as a hobby, and now look at what it's done for you. You know, you're you're selling honey. You're you're working with the queens and and doing splits and you're you're looking into uh, pollination with me I started as a hobby and I started my own skincare line so you just never know what it's going what it's going to do yeah well that's, that's absolutely right I mean as you say I, I started as a uh, as a hobby uh, once I started my um, shift work which gave me the the, the time to uh, work with the bees a lot more that's when I sort of, you know, my focus changed a little bit, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm enjoying the time that I am spending with the bees, um, and I started thinking, well, you know, maybe this is something that I'd, I'd like to do more seriously in the future, and that's when I um, basically started taking the whole education side of it a, a lot more serious, and and. I have been, you know, wanting to, or I am going to, to move into commercial operation myself. And basically, I'm, I've, I've been holding my numbers of probably 80 to 100 for like the last maybe three or four years. Okay. And basically, just, just holding off until I sort of feel like I'm ready. And then I'll, I'll have a big season of splitting and go out to maybe three to 400. And that, that'll be the year that I... Uh, go full-time basically but you know it's like anything like I've, I've got a I've got a stable job at the moment that's my bread and butter um, so you know you've got to be pretty confident that the, what you're doing is right before you um, yeah. you know hang, hang your head up at work and, and decide to do your own thing um, you know there's there's uh, the, the industry in New Zealand has been been absolutely booming you know and and there's a uh, uh, well I don't know if you've heard it over there the, the manuka honey have you yes I have about the bus? yeah I've heard of it yeah yeah well it's um it's it's really transformed the industry over here um, and it's uh, well it's, it's just just a very high value honey and it's very well sought over sought after and um, it's yeah I mean a lot of guys are, are are really chasing hard and, and yeah, hey look you know good on them it's um it, it is it is a, a great product and there's there's no doubt doubt about that you know and it's you know, there's guys that are using helicopters to fly their um, hives into remote areas there's um all, all sorts of different things really mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm i'm struggling to sort of find words to how to explain it without sort of knowing what it's like over here um it's 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 gone from beekeeping used to be a, a, um, a hobby that there was a few commercial guys that would, you know, do basically be able to supply the New Zealand industry um, to now that the, um, they've been able to find the, the, the properties that are in Manuka honey and, and the medicinal benefits that be, um, can be uh, got out of them um, has now developed to, to some of our big honey um, honey companies here in New Zealand now in the stock market they've, they've grown so much that it's, it's you know it's become a huge huge export industry for New Zealand which has been great for our country great for beekeeping and um, yeah it's, 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 it's great really all right, that's awesome. Well, I know you got to get through your hives here very quickly and start your day. Another question: What type in New Zealand? What, what type of bees are you keeping in your hives? What breed? Okay, I, I did have a, a carniola mix this 
start off with, um, and because I, at that stage, just was basically wanting to um, expand my colonies and, and to be able to, to use the, because um, one of the, the main traits of carniolas is how fast they build up their brood. Um, and that, that was that was going really well for me, but I, I found that the carniolas um, were, were a little bit of a hotter bee to work with. Um, and while I didn't mind that so much, but when I used to, you know, take Sharon out or to take the kids out with me, and you're, you're working with a bee that's a bit hot, um, that that wasn't really so beneficial. So I was now moving over to Italians again. Well, not again. I'm moving to Italians, and they're a much quieter bee. Yeah. And um, that that basically has has been the main main reason behind going to Italians. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with them. They they lay they've been laying a really good pattern. And uh, giving me good brood, and they're building up pretty, pretty good too. There's, there's uh, nothing, nothing shy about the Italian. They, they, you know, they, they have a really strong colony as well. And I've also learned about a little bit more about the benefit of them too. I mean, Carniolans build up really fast in spring, and our spring here, um, it's quite well. I imagine it's, it's very warm compared to yours, and, and our winters are quite mild. Um, I imagine your bees go into like a full hibernation over winter. Yeah, like, they do. Like, I mean, not not into a hibernation, but yeah, they all cluster up together and stuff. Yeah, so they're not flying at all that much. If it's like forty-five degrees out, you'll see them jump out there real quick for that cleansing yeah. flight. But unfortunately, a lot of them does, don't make it back in because it's it's so cold. You know, still at forty-five. But uh, I, I do Italian bees and I love them. But I, I want to try something a little different just to see what else. You know, I can introduce my high, you know, myself to, and just to see as a comparison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, hey, look, you know, the um, I, I, well, my, my gut feeling would be is that because if I remember right, I think in one of the other interviews you were talking about the fact that you're allergic. Is that right? Yes, I am. I found out I was allergic to bees. Yep. Yeah. Italians myself, I mean, they're, they're much quieter bee, um, and if you start introducing other other types, you you more than likely will start end up getting crosses, and it's the crosses that can be a little bit more, um, you know, run a little hotter than the, than the purebreds. Okay. Um, but I was, I was going to say as well is that uh, I was talking about the brood breaks. So did you, did you, will your queen continue to lay right through winter? Or will no, she, no, they'll uh, stop. They'll, as soon as it starts getting cold, they'll stop. You know, yeah. middle fall, yeah. late fall. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Our, our, well, the majority of my colonies last year laid right through winter. Just oh. to give you an idea of how mild our, our winters are, is that the the brood pattern is definitely smaller. It does. It goes from you know maybe having uh, a rugby ball size brood down to you know maybe the size of a, a grapefruit or something like that. But they they do continue to lay right through. Um, and what, what that basically means is, and this is where you get the difference between the Italian and the Carniolan, because the Carniolans grow, uh, basically increase their brood very, very quickly. In mm -hmm. spring, if you get a, uh, uh, basically like a false spring or a false start, you get a little bit of warmth and a bit of good weather, and then you follow that up with some bad weather, where you can get caught out is that the Carniolan will build up their brood really fast and they'll really increase their bee, bee numbers in the hive quickly and then you get another big patch of bad weather um, that can make it quite quite hard and quite quite hard to manage on, on a larger scale. As you can imagine, they start ripping through their food and their stores and they really get cranking and then you get a big patch of bad weather again, whereas the Italian is a, uh, they're a much 
more like balance increase so they, they give you a, a slower or a more steadier growth curve so you don't get quite quite caught out as fast as what you will in uh in spring but, right. but then in saying that if you go to like a full brood break or a full hibernation that that you may not see the difference quite as extreme as what we will here Right, right. Well, I want to thank you for all of your knowledge and, and sharing that with us. And I know it was a little bit difficult to uh, get connected, but I mean, Brandon's arm is a little sore for holding the phone. But I'm watching all the little tiny screen about that. We'll get it better next time. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of like to push him a little yeah, bit yeah, here, man. too, you know. <laughs> so, but I want to thank I, I also want to, before we go, I want to compliment you guys on, uh, I've had a bit of a look around your product range and what you're doing, and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty inspiring to see what you guys are doing there with your products. It's, um, it looks like you've got a great range there, and you've put a lot of a lot of effort and thought into what you guys are doing, which is, uh, which is really cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that compliment, and uh, thank you for passing on your knowledge, and yeah, it's all about beekeeping. That's what I started from, and, and it was very important to me to make sure all my, na my products stay natural. And that's the mission statement I want to stay on. I mean, people don't want all, just like the bees, they don't need, you know, pesticides. Yeah, perfect example. I mean, you, you know, the bees get pesticides on them and stuff like that. They, they die. I don't, you know, people don't want that on their skin anymore or not pesticides, but the chemicals and preservatives. That's right. Well, thank you. And, and the same to you, too. So thank you very much. And maybe later on, when you guys are doing a little bit of extracting, I know that's your busiest time, you know, and a lot of work. If we can just do a little live video just to see how your operation is, you know, and Ben in Australia and, and Florida and whoever else. I just want to, you know, just so people can see and be educated. on This is where your honey comes from, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. No, no, I'd love to do that. And it's uh, definitely something we're wanting to, to develop and do a lot more of because we want to be able to film and share a lot more of what we're doing. Um, it's something that we're sort of investing, in, well, I'm personally investing a bit of time and effort into at the moment and, and to getting the right gear um, to be able to do that. Because, you know, it's, it's uh, as you can imagine, when you're out there doing the hives, sometimes you're under the pump a little bit to get things done. And um, so it's not always easy to be walking around with a camera at the same time. <laughs> no, but that's right. We're looking at a few different ways. To, to be able to share those times, really, because that's, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, sorry, it's a really inter interesting industry, and we, we want to be able to share that with people. And, and, you know, hey, look, people are really interested in that. They want to know where this is coming from now, and they want to know what, you know, where it's coming from, how's it been treated, what what, what have you done to it, um, which, is, which is really important. I think that's great. It's a really, really good movement, and it's something we want to be, you know, we want to jump on and be involved with, too, because we want to, Right, right. No, you're absolutely correct. And you know, just like someone helped me and teach me, and and I want to be able to teach other people. And I don't have all the answers. I'm I'm very new. You know, I'm only five years into it. And but it's just you know, if I can help someone answer some easy questions, I'm all for that. And it's like teaching somebody. I've taught quite a few people, and uh, I it, I love doing it, and I enjoy it. So you're getting the question a couple times. How many different types of bees? Here's here's a question for you. Uh, Elizabeth Pape uh, asked. How many different types of bees are there? How many different breeds? 
would you oh. say? That's a really good question. Um, it's one that I don't have the answer for. Uh, here in New Zealand, we've got two main um, two main honeybees, as in we've got the Italian and the Carniolan, which are, which are uh, both uh, in the same bee family. Uh, we do have some native bees here in New Zealand as well, which you, you don't we don't really see a lot of them. Um, and I know overseas there's there's a lot of other types of bees as well. Um, I'm sorry, I don't actually. Oh, that's all right. And, you know, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that answer up for Elizabeth. I know there's Russians, there's Italians, there's the Africans. The two you mentioned. There, there's a list this long, so I will uh, come up with that, and I'll have that answer for Elizabeth on our next episode. So, but uh, but thanks again. I appreciate it very much. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for uh, for inviting me in, and um, yeah, I, I, I hope I've been able to answer a few of your questions. We'll give you a, a little bit of an insight as to what we do. And, and hey, look, you know, if anyone's sort of interested or wants to wants to continue to follow us, just jump on our Facebook page. And there's, there's you know, we, we try and put regular updates up there. And, and as I say, we're, we're really looking to develop the uh, film side of things. So that's something that um, we'll be able to show more, more as we go. Awesome. Well, we'll be sharing this on our page and our Instagram and everything else. Now, are you are you able to ship your honey over here? Um, it's something that, that that I think we'll be able to do in the um, in the future. Right now, I don't think I can. Um, there there are a few. You know, as you can imagine, there's a few different um, legislations and, and things that have to be met before you can export into a few different countries. And um, I think I think I can do it, but maybe maybe there's a, there's a few more documents and things I have to fulfil before I'm able to ship into America. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, if you need any help with that, and let me know, and then uh, yeah, I'll try and definitely order some honey from you guys too. I would love to do that. So yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but again, thanks again. I know you got a long day ahead of you going through your hives, but. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day and uh, enjoy your weekend that's coming up. Great. Thanks very much. And you guys uh, enjoy the rest of your day as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Cool. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, Brandon's iron, uh, uh, his uh, arm, I'm sure, is now me shaking it off there in the back. I, I want to thank him for going through that and holding that up there for about a half hour or so. But again, uh, I hope this was uh, a help to you guys. It, it's always nice to hear uh, from somebody also in beekeeping. Um, just a reminder, well, we got this one already uh, gone. Uh, John had the uh, right answer for this. So a bee has to visit 2 million flowers. Think about it. 2 million flowers to make this one pound. And, uh, and, and actually, here's another, here's another little bit of information. Bees work themselves to death. So if you do your research on that, you'll see that they work so hard, it's nonstop that they die of exhaustion. They'll, so that's what happens to the worker bee. So I'm not sure if all of the, uh, the first 10 people, homeschoolers, uh, got on, but the first 10 that, uh, uh, that logged in here and gave us their state and how old they are, uh, we're going to send them out uh, our whole full uh, lip balm. So, um, but thanks again. Uh, I want to, again, uh, reach out to Dan and say thank you for uh, uh, taking the time to, uh, to, uh, to speak with us. So everybody, have a great rest of a Thursday. 
and uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your week. Thanks so much.